We're up to the Ayn We're up to the two dots. Just to review, the last thing we said was the Mishnah had said that if a person is Ganava Pishnayim, so two people say that he stole it, but he admits, or a single witness says that he sold it, either he says he sold it or a single witness says that he sold it, he's not Chayav Dalad so the Gemara is Takasha. Of course, it's one witness. One witness is nothing. So the Gemara says the Chiddush is that the one witness is treated, as, that he himself is treated the same as one witness. In what capacity? The same way one witness on its own is nothing. But if there's a second witness, it becomes something. So too, he admits it. He doesn't have to pay. But if two witnesses come forward afterwards, he does have to pay. What is the point of this? What's the chiddush of this? This is to this has to do with the, the concept of which is what we'll be dealing with in today's stuff. means like this. We know there's a concept that if there's a penalty that you admit to the, the penalty, you don't have to pay. Right? is a penalty. If you admit that you that you stole something, you don't have to pay kefel. But here's the question. You're Maida. And then witnesses come forward. So the question is, are you now chayiv? Because the witnesses over, overruled your hayda. So the Gemara was medayik from the Mishnah that ma'idah b'knas v'yachach v'oedim is chayiv. Okay. So your ma'idah in knas, and then the edim come forward anyway. So your hayda is uh, now unnecessary. And then witnesses come forward and say, we saw you do it. So ma'idah b'knas v'yachach v'oedim, are you chayiv or are you potter? So, the Gemara was medayik from our Mishnah, the Moedah Beknas, V'achaboedim is Chayev. Now let's tear that concept apart from beginning to end. What, what do you Chayev differently? What do you mean? What do you Whatever the Knas is. You're Moedah to the Knas, you're Potter, but then witnesses come forward and says that they saw you do it. So now the question is, do we say you're now Chayev? Whatever the Knas is. So Gufa, Omer Avunam Rav, Moide beknas ve'achboedim is potter. Ravuna Merav feels that moide beknas ve'achboedim is potter. He feels that if you're moide to a knas and then Aiden come forward, you're potter. That's the shita of Rav. Eisve Rav Chizda, Ravuna Rav Chizda asks Ravuna the following question. Ravuna quotes Rav as saying that. Mo- Sorry. All good, all good. So the Gemara says, so Rav Huna quotes Rav as saying, is potter. So Eisver, Rav Huna, Rav Chizah asked Rav Huna the following question. You're saying that if you made the Beknas, then Eden come forward, your potter. This following story indicates not like that. One of the Knasses, we think of Knasses as being financial. It is, but there's a Knas that a lot of people don't realize and don't think about, and that is, if a person, if a person, uh, uh, hit, let's say he hits his slave and he knocks out an eye. And he admits to it. The fact that the slave becomes free in halacha is considered a knas. So it's our question. If you're moida that you hurt your slave. So the question is, does he go free? Well, no, because you're moida to knas. Then the question, what if Aiden come forward? That's mamish armach legas. So the Gemara says, Eser, Chizar Avhuna, Chizar Avhuna, the following question. Maiser, Rav Gamliel, the story goes with Rav Gamliel. Rav Gamliel had a famous Eved who was a, chosh, who was a good Eved named Tevi. Maisa. Rav Gamliel Shasimas ain't Tevet Avdoi. Rav Gamliel accidentally blinded Tevi. Now, he was very happy about this. Why? Because he's been wanting to free Tevi for a long time. The problem was that there's an Issa Deraisa with freeing a slave. This was a happy accident. He hurt his eye. It's an accident. Now he goes free. Rav Gamliel was super happy because he got to free Tevi. So he found Rav Yeshua. 
So Rav Yeshua says, "Yet the day should have you up the other cheres." So he said to Rav Gamliel, "Said Rav Yeshua, didn't you hear the good news? My slave Tevi goes free." Amalei Lama, why? Amalei Shasimesius Einoi. I accidentally knocked out his eye. That's a knas, and he's moida. So Amalei Eimitz Verecha Klom. No, it's nothing. Why? Shekvar Einoi Edim, because you're moida beknas, and there's no Edim, and therefore you're potter. What's the implication? Had Edom come forward, Moide beknas v'achmoidim would be chayiv. Again, Rav Gamliel is Moide that he heard his slave, which is a knas to free him. So says Rav Yishu, you don't have to free him. I, what if Edom come? He says, listen, if Edom come, then fine. But right now, you're Moide beknas, and there's no Edom yet. So you're completely potter. You don't have to free him. The implication is, though, that, again... Hold on, hold on. The problem is like this, though. If you're Moide beknas yeah. There is, if Adam come forward, without your Haida. Without that, then there's no Knas. You're right. If you're Maida, you could undo the whole Knas system. True, but you, you have to go through the embarrassment of being Maida. The question is, no, the question is, if you're Maida and then Adam does that, does that undo it? The point is, Rav Gamliel was Maida that he hurt at Tevi, which is a Knas. So Rav Yeshua says, you don't have to free him. Why? Because there's no Adam yet. The implication is, now, Rav Yeshua, now again, Rav Yeshua could have said to Rav Gamliel, you were Moida, therefore you never have to free him. That's not what he said. He said, you were Moida and there are no Edom yet. The implication is that when Edom come, you will be Chayiv to free him. That's the implication. So, Amr Loi, no, Shani Rav Gamliel, Deloi Bifnei Bezdin Oidu. The answer is that's not a good proof. Why? The case of Rav Gamliel, he was not Moida in Bezdin. The whole discussion of the whole discussion is where you're Moida in Bezdin. Rav Gamliel was never officially Moida in Bezdin. Rav Gamliel was just schmoozing with his friends. Therefore, it's not a good raya. Meaning, really, if you're Moida in Bezdin, you're Potter, even if Adam come later on. Aye, so why was Rav Gamliel not Potter? Because he was never Moida in Bezdin. He was Moida outside of Bezdin, so it wasn't real Haida. If it was a real Haida, you tackle with your Potter. Wait a minute. You can tell me Rav Gamliel was not Moidin Bezdin. He was talking to Rav Yeshua. Rav Yeshua was an Av Bezdin. Doesn't it make sense then that it probably took place in Bezdin? The answer is no. Shalai Bezdin have a guy. No, he was Rav Yeshua is the Av Bezdin, but it wasn't in Bezdin. Okay, very good. Vatanya. So right now we're saying that this version of the story is Rav Gamliel was Moida, and Rav Yeshua said, you don't have to free him because there's no Edim yet, which implies when there is Edim, you'll be Chai. We said it was outside of Bezdin. Tanya, I have a different version of the story. The other version of the story is This second version says that Rav Gamliel said that Rav Yeshua said to Rav Gamliel, "You never have to free him because you were Maida." Not, not doesn't matter whether Adam come or not. You never have to free him. My love, Tanohi. So the Gemara says so. You have two different versions of this brayso. One version of the story is Rav Yeshua said to Rav Gamliel, "You never have to free him because you're Maida." Which implies is potter. Even if Adam come, you're potter. The other version is you don't have to free him because Adam haven't come yet. Which implies that when Adam come, you will be chayiv. So you have two different versions. So these two different versions seem to be this machlokas of moda beknas v'achach bo Adam. My love tanoi is this not a machlokas tanoim. Hi The first version of this story of Rav Yeshua that said that you don't have to free him because there's no Adam yet. 
implies Moide Bekrasa Vahidim is Chayiv, implies that when Edom come, you'll be Chayiv, because Moide Bekrasa Vahidim is Chayiv to fulfill the Knas. And this version of the story, the Omar, Shekvar Hadisa, that says that you're entirely Potter because you were Moide. Implies Mat Potter. So these two versions of the story seem to be a machloikes tanoim whether So the Gemara responds, no. These two versions of the story do not have to be such a big machloikes. The Gemara says, Loi, Potter. The answer is like this. Everyone agrees, Everyone agrees that if you're really Moida, it's Potter. What are the two versions? The two versions are arguing what took place. Was he Moida in Bezdin? The first version says he was never Moida in Bezdin, so it was never a good Haida. So when Edim come, you'll be Chayev. The other version is not arguing about Moida Beknas. They're just arguing about what happened. They say he was Moida in Bezdin. So it was a good Haida. So he's entirely Potter. Everyone agrees, Everyone agrees that once you're actually Moida, you're never going to have to fulfill the Knas. The two versions of the story is just where Rav Gamliel was Moda. One version is he was Moda outside of Bezin, so it wasn't a good Haida. The other version is he was Moida in Bezin, so it was a good Haida. According to this version, according to this opinion, once you're Moida, you're done. Now the Gemara says, Itmar, this Shaila of Moida Beknas, if you're Moida to a penalty, and then Adam come and find you guilty, are you Chayiv or Potter? It's really a Machlaikas Amaroi. Moida Beknas Bachabo Adam, Rav Amar Potter, Ushmul Amar Chayiv, Rav says you're Potter, and Shmuel says you're Chayiv. Pretty clear, Machlaikas, Rav and Shmuel. Amar Rav Barachiloi, my time at Rav, why does Rav hold Moida Beknas Bachabo Adam as Potter? What's the source? The Pasuk says, Im himatse be'edim simatse be'deyon. The Pasuk says, Im himatse simatse, which means if you're found guilty. Himatse timatse are the two ways that you could find guilty. You find yourself guilty. Himatse be'edim, edim can find you guilty. And timatse be'deyonim, then you'll be found, not two versions, it's, it's one story. If you're found guilty through edim, then timatse be'deyonim, you'll be found guilty in court. Prat. That means the only way to become guilty is through Edom. Pratlam Except if you're Moida. If you're Moida, you're Potter. That's one Pasuk. So you have the word Himatse Simatse, which excludes Moida. That if you're Moida, you don't have to pay. Lomali, Me'asher Yashiun Nafka. But there's a second Pasuk, Asher Yashiun. So what do you need to Pesukim for? The answer is. The reason why I need two psukim is one to say that if you're moide beknas, you're potter, and the second is to say if you're moide beknas and then Adam come, you're still potter. That's the two psukim that Rav uses to tell you that moide beknas, v'yachach bo Adam is potter. Two psukim, one is to tell you that if you're moide, you don't have to pay, and the second psukim is to tell you that if you're moide and then Adam come, you still don't have to pay. We're going to slightly change it soon. But yes, according to Rav, if you're willing to go through the embarrassment of being Maida, you don't have to pay. Now, the penalties. Penalties. Now, Shmuel disagrees. Shmuel says, no, Maida Bekatsa Maida Meschayev. So what does he do with the second Pasuk? If you remember, this was a while ago. This is like two weeks ago. The Pasuk, the Gemara wanted to have had a whole Droshadaf about Psukim, about the source that you're Chayev Kefel. One pasuk was Yerchayev Kefal by a Toyin Tainus Ganef, which means that I give a Shoimer an item to watch, and then he claims that it was stolen, but he stole it. And then the Gemara had Olkasha. 
I only know that you're chayiv kefil in that case. How do I know you're chayiv kefil in the classic case of just a straight up thief? Not where I give it to you as a shaymer, but a straight up thief. The Gemara says that this pasuk Asher Yashion. So Shmuel uses the second pasuk of Asher Yashion not to say moid beknas. No, it has nothing to do with that. It's telling you that a thief has to pay kefil. Okay, so there's a as to what to do with the second pasuk. Fine. Now the Gemara says like this. Eisve, we're going to go a little bit weiter, a few more lines, and then we're going to amend Rav, and I think that you're going to like the amendment to Rav's version. Eisve, Rav Shmuel, Rav Shmuel Akasha. Again, Rav holds that if you're Moedib Knas, and then Edom come forward, you're Potter. Still Potter. Shmuel disagrees. So Eisve, Rav Shmuel, Rav Shmuel, the following question. The Bryce says like this, Ra Edom Shememash Meshem Ubayim. I see witnesses coming forward to find me guilty. I start freaking out. Omar, and I say the following thing, Ganavti, I stole it. I stole it, I admit, I stole it. So now what's the halacha? By the way, stop right there. I stole it, so I'm admitting to theft, so I have to pay keren, I do not have to pay kefil, because kefil is a penalty, and I'm moide beknas. But I did not slaughter it. I stole it, but I did not slaughter it. The halacha is you only pay karen. Now, there's a couple things in this. One, the reason why you only pay karen, you pay karen because you admit it. You don't pay kefil because it's moide beknas. Now, the chiddush is also, even though I denied selling it and I was proven to be a liar in that regard, I don't have to pay five because, think about it, I, I have to pay five times when I stole an ox and I slaughter it. I said I stole I'm chayv one. No kefil. So think of my hand being all five. I'm chayv one. No kefil. I deny slaughtering it. But I actually lied about that. And they came in and they're like, you, you slaughtered it. So I really should have to pay the other three. The halach is you don't. For, for, sla- for slaughtering. But the halach is you don't. Why? When you sl- steal an animal and slaughter it, you pay five times. Karen, Kefel, three for slaughtering. So I admitted to stealing, so I have to pay Karen. But because I admitted, I don't pay Kefel. Down one. I said I didn't slaughter it, but I did. So I really should have to pay an additional three. We're going to see in a little bit, the Chiddush of this Braisa is, there's no such thing as four. It's five. I Meaning if you're supposed to say pay five, you don't pay four. Because over here, because I admitted and I lose the Kefel thing, then I don't have to pay the additional three on top. But what do you see from over here? What's the case? The case is where Edom are coming forward, which means they're going to come. I say I stole. And then seemingly they came forward because it says they're coming. And I'm Potter. I don't have to pay Kefil. That's what you see from this price. Because it says the Edom are coming, which means the Edom are about to come. And then they seemingly come. It doesn't, you don't finish the story. True, but that, that's a side point. That we'll deal with later. But the point is, Kefil, I was my dad. I don't have to pay Kefil. Even though they came afterwards, seemingly, and found me guilty. What's the answer? So the Gemara responds, Shmuel gives an answer, which is a little bit of a, 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 a hard to read it in. Shmuel says, you know what the case is? The Bryce says that the Edom were coming. Then they turned around. Who says they ever end up coming? They, they, they actually they were on their way. And then they just uh, turned around for whatever reason. So it's not Moedibeknas Vachavo Edom. It's just Moedibeknas. 
Here's the problem. The problem is, Hab Metani Seifa, wait a minute. Look at the end of the Brisa. It says, Revelazar Ber Shimon Oimer, Yavoyu Eidim Vaye Idu. Revelazar Ber Shimon says, Let the Eidim come and testify, and you're going to be guilty. Meaning, Revelazar Ber Shimon clearly states that when the Eidim come and testify, you're guilty. So, how could you say the cases where they turned around, they didn't turn around, they testified? So the Gemara responds, Mechatan HaKam Esavolai. So Amr Shmuel, Shmuel responds, Lav Ikar Rav Elizabeth, Shimon Dekoi Kavosei, Anodah Amikar Rav Elizabeth, Shimon. You know what Shmuel says? Very simple. What's the Brisa? The Brisa says that the Edom are coming, and he is Moida, he does not have to pay, even though the Edom come. Moida Bekanas Vechul Edom is Potter. Not like Shmuel. What's the next line of the Brisa? Rav Elizabeth, Shimon says, when they come and testify, you're Chayev. So Shmuel says, I hold the Rav Elizabeth, Shimon, meaning... You're right. This Bryce is not like me. The Tanakam is not like me. But Rabbi Lozab Shimon is like me. The Machloikis, Rabbi Lozab Shimon, and the Tanakam is goof for this. You're moited to the Knas, then the Edom step forward. Are you Chayv or are you Potter? It's Mamish and Machloikis Tanoim. So Shmuel says, You're right, I'm not like the Tanakama. I'm like Rabbi Lozab Shimon. It's not so bad. That, that, that doesn't bother him. So the Tanakama and Rabbi Lozab Shimon are Mamish arguing this Machloikis. It's based on Sukkim, but I don't know if the Savara would be. That could be it. Point is, so this Machloikas Tanoim is the Machloikas of Maidi Bekanas. So Shmuel says, You're right, I'm not like the Tanakam. I'm like Rav Elizabeth of Shimon. Okay, it's not so bad. Now the Gemara says, Shmuel Vade Tanoihi, Lerav Milemer Tanoihi. So Shmuel interprets the Machloikas Tanoim as Mamish this Machloikas. How does Rav look at it? So the Gemara says, you know, Rav says, Rav says, everyone could agree with me that generally is Potter. But that case, the reason why Rav Shimon disagrees is because of the following svar. What's the case over there? The case over there is you see Adam coming and you panic and you're Moida. So Rav says, everyone agrees generally if you're Moida Beknas and then Edom come, you're Potter. But the classic case of Moida Beknas is I'm Moida Monday morning, and then a week later, Edom come forward. Okay, so then they agree that I'm Potter. In that case, Rav Shimon feels Yechayev. Why? Because you were Moida because the Edom were coming. It was a panic move. So because it's a panic move, we don't actually believe you. Meaning, Rav could say that generally everyone could agree with you that Moida Beknas and is Potter. Over there, the reason why Rabbi Shimon holds Yechayev is because over there you were moida because the Edom were coming, which is a panic move. So because it's a panic move, you don't really accept your Haidah. But in general, if you were moida on a regular day, we would accept it. That could be the Machlegas over there. Now, okay, so we're going to now slightly amend Rav, and we're going to, this is going to take us through most of the rest of the daf. It's a big daf, a big Ahmed base, but we'll run through it. Rav holds that if you're moida b'knas v'achaboyedim is potter. Now, like my father pointed out, that's a pretty, like, that's just like, you just, just moida and then you don't have to pay. So what's the svara behind it? Well, no, it's embarrassing to be moida beknas. But still, you're like avoiding a lot of money. The Gemara has the following svara. Amrav Hamnuna. Getting a call from the plumber. Hold on one second. Recording stopped. Recording in progress. No, oh, they got recorded. Pick that up. So anyway, so the Gemara says like this. Rav's version right now is if you might the Beknas, you pause it. 
The Gemara now is going to slightly change it, and that is, there's two different cases of when you're Maida Beknas. Okay? Sometimes you can be Maida Beknas and you just don't have to pay anything. But sometimes your Haida makes you have to pay something. I mean, I'll give you an example. If I, tell, if I admit to court that I stole something, I'm avoiding paying kefal, but I'm at least being of myself to pay keren. Says the Rav Hamnuna, that's when Rav holds because you're still obligating yourself in something. So it's more realistic that you're telling the truth. Because while your, your admission is avoiding kefal, your admission is of you on something. But let's say your admission is entirely exempting you from everything, then it's not likely, huh? Every other case. No, I'm already found guilty for stealing. I admit that I slaughtered it. So that I, I'm I, that I'm just entirely exempting myself. I'm not my my does not get me to chiv at all. I admit that I hurt my slave. I'm, my admission does not make me pay anything. You see, when you admit that you stole something. You're avoiding kefel, but you are machai of yourself in karen. So your admission is partially guilting yourself in some financial responsibility. Then it's likely you're telling the truth. But if you have a situation where your admission is just exempting yourself, purely exempting yourself, then Rav agrees. That's the Gemara is going to say. So the Gemara says, Rav Hamnuna says, When did Rav say his opinion? It's when a person says, I admit that I stole. Meaning, so his admission is mechaiv him karen. Ubo edim shagonav. And then edim come that he, that he stole his potter. Shrechaiv atzim bekeren. Because his haida didn't just exempt himself. He wasn't just a tr- a trying to avoid money. His haida actually was mechaiv himself in karen. Avol amaloi ganavti. But if a person says, I did not steal. Ubo edim shagonav. And he's found guilty in court. So now he's guilty to pay karen and kefil. And then he admits to slaughtering it. So he's already high of Karen and Kefal. But then he admits to slaughtering it. So that admission purely is just to exempt himself. And then Edim come, Chayiv. Then Moedi Beknas Edim is Chayiv, according to everybody. That's what Ramunah says. And it makes sense. Because Moedi Beknas Edim is when your Haida is legitimate. Your Haida is only legitimate when it's partially incriminating yourself financially. But if it's entirely exempting yourself, then like, anybody would just be Moedi Beknas. Why wouldn't you be Moedi Beknas either? It's embarrassing? Okay. Who cares? It'll be a little embarrassed, but you don't have to pay. So Rav agrees that if you're Moedi and it just exempts yourself financially, and then even come, you're going to be Chayv. The Gemara says, I, I, I don't understand what you're talking about. You're telling me that if you're Moedi, you're telling me that if you're Moedi, and your haida does not make yourself financially incriminated at all, it's not a good haida. Didn't we start our daf with a discussion? Our whole discussion was uh, the proof of was a case of Rav Gamliel. Rav Gamliel had admitted to hurting his slave. That admission did not make him chayiv at all financially. It was purely, uh, it was purely exempting himself. So how could you say that is Potter only when it partially incriminates himself financially? Our source of this discussion was hurting your slave. When you're Moida that you hurt your slave, it doesn't incriminate you at all financially. It's not like you have to pay Karen. It's, not like, it's just pottering yourself. So how could you say that there's a difference? You're pottering yourself 
You don't have to pay anything. You're pottering yourself entirely. You don't have to. You don't have to release him. You don't have to pay him. Nothing. So how could you say the moed is only potter when the hoida partially incriminates yourself? Over there, it doesn't incriminate you at all financially. So the Gemara says, Therefore, I disagree. Okay, fine. But that's where, okay, so it's not like that part of the Gemara, but Rav Hamnuna still stands by what he says. That again, Rav Hamnuna's point is, only if the hoida partially incriminates you. It's Marnami. Similarly, the Brisa says, If a person says, Ganafti. I stole, so I'm of Karen, but not Kefal, but his Hoida incriminates him that he has to pay Karen. But let's say a person says, I didn't steal, and he was found guilty for stealing. So he's guilty. Karen Kefal. After he's found guilty, he's like, fine, I slaughtered it. So he's Moida. But that Hoida is just to exempt himself. That Hoida doesn't incriminate him at all financially. So the Gemara says, And then Adam come forward, Because that Hoida is not legitimate, because it completely exonerated you. That's a better word. It exonerated you financially. Anytime the, the Hoida completely exonerates you, it's not a good Hoida, if Adam come forward later. That's what the Gemara says. Okay. Fine, 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 fine. We're doing okay. Now, we're going to be bringing a brisa and our Mishnah that is mashma like this. Again, that we're saying right now that there's a difference. Not all haidahs are created equal. If your haidah incriminates you financially, but exempts you from other money, great. But if your haidah just exonerates you, just like, like I'm already high of Karen and Kefal, and then I'm just maida that I slaughtered it, and then they're just like, okay, well, then just rip it up. No, no, that's, that's ridiculous. If Adam come forward, you're going to be high. Okay, the Gemara says, I'm Ravashi. The Ravashi says, I agree with you. And I actually think that the Mishnah and the Brisa hold like this as well. Again, the classic case would be, according to this version, that if you're moida that you stole something, then it's a good hoida, because that hoida is mechaiv you karen. But if you're moida that you slaughtered it, not a good hoida. That's that that that's what you would that's what we would be saying again regarding whether Adam come later. So the Gemara says, "Some Ravashi, Masisan Brisan Hamideka, our Mishnah and the Brisa agree like this. Masisan, our Mishnah holding this as well. The Tanan, Ganav Apishnayim, Tavach Hamach Apiedech, Or Apiatzmai, Mishalm Tashlumi Kefal, Beinu Mishalm Tashlumi Abre Vechamisha." The Mishnah said that if a person is found guilty by two witnesses that he stole, and then, and then he himself admits that he slaughtered it, the halacha is he does not have to pay. Now, if you remember, we started this daf by saying, of course you don't have to pay when you admit it yourself. Admission is nothing. So the Gemara said, yeah, the implication is, you're only potter because you admit it, but when Edom come, you'll be chayiv. So our Mishnah was the source of being chayiv. Notice our Mishnah's case is where I'm already found guilty for stealing. I'm just admitting Tavach Meaning, our Mishnah is the source that if you're Moide Beknas, that your does no good. And what's the case of the Mishnah? I'm already found guilty for stealing. I'm just Moide to the theft, to, to the sale and to the slaughter. 
So that hoita is just exonerating me. That's why it's no good. So our Gemara is the source. Our mission is the source of and our mission is also case is specifically not where you're moida to the theft. It's where I'm, I, I'm found guilty for the theft. I'm moida to the tfich and mechira. And the reason why it's no good is because that hoida is exonerating you entirely. That's why the Mishnah specifically picked that case. The Mishnah specifically made the case as follows. You're guilty for theft by Adam. So you're chay of Karen, you're chay of Kefal. Then Amoida to the Tvich and Mechira, the Mishnah implies that when Adam come, you're chayiv. Why does it have to be that way? Why does it have to be that I'm found guilty already for the theft and I'm only Moida to Tvich and Mechira? Just say I'm Moida to everything. The answer is because this is a case where I'm completely exonerating myself. I'm already found guilty for the theft. Chayiv, Karen, and Kefal. Done. I'm just Moida to the Tvich. So I'm just exempting myself. That's why it's not a good Haidah. That's why, because that hoidah is trying to exonerate yourself entirely. If the hoidah is partially incriminating yourself, then it will be a good hoidah. That's not what's happening over here. So the Gemara speaks it out. Go to the next page. The Mishnah specifically picked this case for the following reason. This case in the Mishnah where my hoida does not mechaev me at all. It's just exonerating myself. That's when the case that you're But let's say the case was different. Let's say not that I was found guilty by Adam. Let's say I just get up in court and I say, you know what? I stole and I slaughtered it. If you do that, then even if Adam come, you'll be Potter. Why? Because the second you say you stole and you're Machayev yourself, Karen, that is a legitimate Hoida. Because it's not entirely exonerating yourself, it's partially incriminating yourself. And therefore, if your haidah is partially incriminating yourself, the Gemara says, So that's the source from the Mishnah. Rav Ashi then continues, our Brisa also indicates this, that if you're there's a difference between what type of haidah is your haidah partially incriminating yourself or not. So the Gemara says, Brisa also kidetanya. Okay, the Bri- the Brisa says like this. Ra edim, this is the Brisa we had a few minutes ago. Ra edim the thief sees witnesses coming forward. Va'amar ganavti, and he says, I stole. So I'm chayiv karen, not kefil. Avolei but I did not slaughter it. karen, he only pays karen. Lovely misti va'amar ganavti avolei tavachti v'lemecharti. Why does it have to be this case? Same point. The Mishnah said the following case. The Bryce said the following case. I said I stole. And then I deny slaughtering it and selling it. The halacha is that I'm of Karen and nothing else. Why does that have to be this case? Why can't it be that you deny everything? The answer is, we're looking for a case where your haidah is partially incriminating. You were moidet, I stole, which is partially incriminating. So the Gemara says, no. Truth is, 
the reason why I picked this case is not because of that. It picks this case for another reason, and that is Amri Loi, he gufa kamash malon, the kiva and the Amr ganavti, alpha gabdel malitavachi vloi mecharati, ubo idin shetavachumacha potter, my taima, tashlumi arba vachamisham rachmana, vloi tashlumi arba vloi tashlumi shlosha. The Gemara gives another answer. You were saying, why did it pick this case? It picked this case where I said, I stole, but I didn't slaughter and didn't sell. Why did it have to be that case? The Gemara says it must have been that case. At first it said, because when you said you, you stole it, you're mechaiv yourself, Karen. So it's a good hoida. It's a legitimate hoida. And then, as opposed to if I would have just denied everything. The Gemara says, no. It could be the reason why I picked this case has nothing to do with that discussion at all. It picked this case to tell you something else, which is, if you remember when I did the Brisa before, I mentioned this. Let's say I, I say I stole it. Some chayev karen, no kefal, because I'm made to kefal, no kefal. And then Adam come forward, forget it, and then I'm done talking, I don't, I don't talk anymore. And then Adam come forward and say, I slaughtered it. What should I be chayev? I should be chayev karen. It's five times, right? There's karen, kefal, and then plus three for slaughtering. I admitted to the stealing, so chayev karen, but no kefal because made beknas. Then Adam come forward and say, I slaughtered it. I should be chayev another three. The Chiddush of this Bray says, no. There's no such thing as four. If it's supposed to be five, it's got to be five. It's a technicality. Due to a technicality, you do not have to pay. That's the Chiddush of the Bray. It has nothing to do with Moed Beknas. It's teaching you something else. It's telling you that due to a technicality, when the Torah says five, it means five. If you're Moed to the Geneva, which exempts you from the Kefal, you're not going to be high of four. It's five or two. So There's nothing case, else. No. I said I stole it. So I paid Karen, no Kefil. No, but you said there's no four, there's only five. There's either five or two, or one. It's either one Karen, two Kefil, or all five. Over here, because I was made no Kefil, there's no such thing as four. I'm not paying four. Due to a technicality, if Adam come forward, I'm not paying. So what are you paying? I'm going to pay one. Karen. That's it. You That's only it. Pay one. Yeah. When you're the second year moida, that then even if it, it's actually pretty like it's a loophole also. If you're moida to the stealing, you pay Karen, you don't pay Kefil, and then you're not going to have to pay the additional three. That's the Tanakhama sheet. Yeah. Ah, you should be. The answer is the terrace is five, not four. Okay. Okay. Now let's just finish up. Just to finish up, let me explain what we're about to do. Okay. We've been having this discussion of Moide Beknas Vachav Edim, Potter or And then we had Rav Hamnuna's version of Rav, and that is not all Moide Beknas are the same. Moide Beknas Vachav Edim is only Potter if your Haida, if your Haida partially incriminated yourself. But if your Haida completely exonerated yourself, not a good Haida. That was what Rav Hamnuna says. We're now going to say Lema Kitanoi. I think it's a Machlekes Tanoim. Now, what is this Tanoim? We're going to quote a very long brisa. This brisa is going to have a shita of sumchas. I think sumchas, sumchas, sumchas. Sumchas's opinion does not make any sense. Therefore, we're going to have to say there's a third case in this brisa that's on that's not written there, and the machleik sumchas in the rabbanon is very much related to this discussion of if a hayda completely exonerates you, is it a good hayda? It's because the brisa will not make any sense the way it's read. Because Sumchas' opinion does not make sense the way it's read, which means there's words missing in the Brisa. When we fill in the words, 
we will now, it'll become clear that it's a machlekes that related to our discussion of what type of aidah. And then the Gemara will reject it and say, it actually has nothing to do with this. It has to do with a side point. Okay. And then we're done. And then we go home. So the Gemara says, I think this shaila of Rav Hamanuna's opinion that a hidah that completely exonerates you is not a good hidah, and only a hidah that partially incriminates you is a good hidah, I think it's a machlekes tanoi. How so? Let's go through this b'risa slowly, and we'll see the problem, and then we'll fix it. You have a case where two people testify that you stole an ox or a sheep. And the two other witnesses that says that you slaughtered it. So Reuben and Shimon say you stole it. Levi knew they say you slaughtered it. Huzmu And then the Edim that you stole it were found to be Zomamin. They're found to be liars. So that case is thrown out. So You're entirely free. Once the Edim of the theft are no good, the Edim for the sale are rendered irrelevant. You're allowed to sell an animal. It's only a problem when it's built on the fact that you stole it. Once the fact that you stole it is already thrown out, you understand? Reuben and Shimon say you stole it. Levi Yehuda say you sold it. Reuben and Shimon are found to be Adam Zomen, so then the whole case is thrown out. No, it's nothing. Once I, once, well, they have to pay Kefal, but I'm saying, but, 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 the the Zomen, because they're liars, but I'm saying, but the point is the thief himself, once you can't prove that I stole it, the fact that you could prove that I sold it is not a problem. Like that, that's nothing. Whole case is thrown out. So far, not arguable. This is pretty universally clear. Let's keep going. Case number two. Let's say the witnesses for the slaughtering were proven to be liars. So the theft's still good. The, the slaughtering part was liars. So he, the thief, pays kefil because he's, he's, he's still guilty of that, and they pay three. So far, so good. Reuben and Shevin say you stole it. They're telling the truth. You have to pay careful. Levi and Yehuda who say that you slaughtered it, they're liars. So they pay the three. Because they were trying to get you to go from two to five. So they pay the three. Why would it be four? Why would it be four? You're paying Kefil, Karen and Kefil. They were saying that you stole it, so that's to five. So they pay the three. So far, also not arguable. Says the Gemara, Mishum Sumchis Amru, Sumchis comes in and says the following line, Hein Mishalim Teshlumi Kefil, they, the witnesses, pay two, Vuhu Mishalim Teshlumi Shlosha, and you, the thief, pay three. Okay, what, what is Sumchis talking about? He can't be talking about the first case. The first case was that if the Adim of the theft are liars, the whole case is thrown out. That's universally accepted. He can't be talking about the second case where the Adim of the, th- of the slaughter are lying because... That's also universally accepted. The thief pays two, the liars pay three. Come Sumchus, and he's like, no, the thief pays three, the liars play two. What, what are you talking about? What, what, what is Sumchus talking about? The Gemara says, Sumchus. What is Sumchus talking about? If Sumchus is talking about the first case, how could Sumchus argue on that? And he can't be talking about the second case. There's no room for arguments. What is Sumchus talking about? The answer is, there's a third case that was not written in the Brisa that was uh, unfortunately omitted or lost over time. We'll end with this. Um, so, there was a third case that got lost. This third case is what Sumchus was addressing. 
What was the third case? The Gemara says, Mil ayu. There was really a third case. We'll be done in five minutes. The case is, The case is, two witnesses come and say to the person, you stole it. Okay, let's get, the, let's get names down because it's going to be a little confusing. Reuven and Shimon say, John stole the cow. Okay. Amr Lehen, John says to the, to the, to the Edom, to Reuven and Shimon, In Ganafti. Yeah, I stole it. And more than that, not just did I steal it, I slaughtered it too. But, but you guys are liars, because you were not there. So Reuben and Shimon say that he stole it, and John says, you're right, I stole it. I stole it, and I slaughtered it. More than that, I even slaughtered it. But you guys are liars. I'm not giving you the satisfaction, because you weren't there. And Reuben and Shimon say that John stole the cow. John responds, I did steal it, and I slaughtered it. But you guys are liars, because you weren't there. So then he does, And John the thief brings witnesses that prove that Reuven and Shimon are liars. They're Edom Zayman. Okay. But he admitted. <laughs> then, the owner of the cow, Then the owner of the cow brings Yisachar and Zvulun, who are like, we saw the theft, we saw the steal, we saw the slaughter, everything. Here's the question. Okay. Who is Chayev for what? Okay. Reuven and Shimon say that he stole it. He responds, I did steal it, and I slaughtered it also. Okay. Now, don't say the fact that he said he stole it is an admission. It wasn't an admission. He said it as a response to them. It's not a good admission. They were found to be liars. Adam Zaybin. So they're going to be Chayev Kefo. Here's the Machlekes. Is his admission of slaughtering it legit? Again, what's the case? Reuven and Shimon say to John, you stole it. And John says, yeah, I stole it. I even slaughtered it too. The question is, was that a good admission? Generally, when your admission is a response to someone, it's not a good admission. Like if Adam come into court and say, you stole something, and I'm like, I did steal it. That's not an admission. That's just you were cornered. You understand? Admission is where you're unprovoked, like you just show up and you admit. The question is, is him admitting Tavach and Machar that I slaughtered it, was that a good admission? He was never being forced. He was never, true, true, but he was, yeah, yeah, but Rashi says, but that's still considered a response. It's still provoked. Correct, correct. But here's the question. When he responds, so Reuven and Shimon say you stole, and he responds, yeah, I stole. That's not a good admission. But then he says, I slaughtered it. Is that a good admission? Because later on, Adam come forward. That's the machlaikas. The Tanakama, the Rabbanon feel, that's considered a good admission. And he's completely exempt. Even though Adam come later, therefore, the only ones that pay are the Adam Zayim, they pay Kefal. Sumchis comes in and says, no, the Edim pay Kefil, but you pay three. Why? Because you, even though you admitted to Tavach HaMachar, your admission was undone. So it's Mamish, so the Gemara says, let's see inside. Whether when he was Moida to the Edim Zaymin, when he said, I was Tavach HaMachar, was that a good hoidah? The rabbanon savri afa gab the hoidah the gneva machmas edim who to come hoidah hoidah the tvi hoidah who a potter. The rabbanon feel that it's a good hoidah. 
and therefore it's a good haida. And then even though Adam come later on, he's potter. And Sumchis says no. Kivan da the gneva machmas Adam to come haida the tviha lav haida. And Sumchis says no, that's not a good haida. You were provoked. He was provoked to talk, and therefore it's not a good haida. Vahanach Adam kamoida as min misham tashlumi kevul misham tashlumi l'shloish shlopar shnei lail. What do you see though over here? So the kids are nimrits. The machlekes Sumchis and the Rabbanon is when he said tavach and macher was that a good haida? He's not going to have to pay kefil because that the Adam are going to pay. The question is when he was when he said tavach and macher was that a good haida? That haida completely exonerated himself. It did not incriminate him at all financially. Right. And this is because he was cornered. He was, he was cornered. The Rabbanon feel it is a good hoidah. Sumchus feels it's not. But notice, this hoidah did not ex- incriminate himself at all financially. It just exonerated him. The Rabbanon are okay with that. So you see, according to the Rabbanon, even if it doesn't incriminate you at all. Sumchus disagrees. He says, no, if it incriminates you, it's not good. So this machlaikas, Sumchus and the Rabbanon, is mamish the same machloikas of whether ma'ida beknas v'achavaydim is chayiv when it completely exonerates you? And the Gemara responds, no. And we'll end with this. The Gemara says, Amr of Achabreder of Ikaloi, de kuliyama hidah de tvichalav hidahi. No, 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 no. Everyone agrees that's not a good hidah. So what's the machloikas? Here's the machloikas. Let me explain very, very kitzer, not to take too long. Reuven and Shimon are the ones who, who said that you stole. And he said, I stole and I slaughtered. Also, the slaughtering haidah is not a good haidah. Throw it out. Then what happens? Yisachar and Zimullin show up because the Ganef, John says, not only did I steal, but you weren't there. Yisachar and Zimullin were there. He gets Yisachar and Zimullin to come into court and Yisachar and Zimullin said, Ganef tavah amachar. You know what the machlegis is? The machlegis is, is Yisachar and Zimullin's aidah is good. Now, why would it be good or not? Why would it be a shaila? There's a concept that we'll get to in Makis, and that is an edus that cannot be turned into Adam Zayman is not a good edus. Now, what does it mean, an edus that cannot be turned into Adam Zayman? Adam Zayman means that you're saying that you saw the murder in Queens on Monday night at 10 o'clock. You were with us. Now, an edus that cannot be turned into Zayman, the classic one is where you don't remember the time or the date. That's pretty convenient. Right? You're saying you saw a murder. You said, I saw John kill him. When? Don't remember. What day? Ah, don't remember. Here's the problem with that, Adus. I can never prove that you're Zomen, right? Because if you don't know when or what time, so that's not a good, throw out the case. This case is a different version of Adus of Shiyati Achalazima, and that is, over here, this case... Is that with all Adus? Yeah, yeah, all Adus gets thrown out. Over here, it's a little bit different. Over here, they're telling you when, they're telling you how, but when you saw Hanzabulun show up, could you ever disprove them? No. Why? The thief himself says they were there. So you have an edus that the thief himself admits they were there. So you could never prove them to be Zaymimin. So the question is, do you throw out this, uh, do you, is there a good edus? The machlek is nothing with hoida. It has to do with whether that edus is good. Now, by the way, the reason why that's a little bit of a mind bender is because normally, like, there are two different types of edus One is where they're not telling you when or how, which is so sketchy. Over here, it's the exact opposite. It's like, you can't disprove them because the thief himself says they were there. So they're like 100% legit, but they're about to still throw it out. That's the machlegas. The Gemara says, Everyone agrees that, that it's not a good haida. What's the machlegas sumchas in the Rabbanon? The machlegas is whether an edus that cannot be disproved. Over here you can't disprove Yisachar Zvon because the, the thief himself said that they were there. How are you going to disprove it? 
I guess he could try, but what's the, the thief himself said it. Whether that's not a good edus. The case is again, where Reuben and Shimon say to John, you stole. And John says, I did steal. But you weren't there. Yisachar and Zavulun were there. So, so they get Yisachar and Zavulun to testify. And the Machlekes is, the Rabbanon feel that because he point, he identified, the thief himself incriminated himself by identifying Yisachar and Zavulun, you can never disprove them. And therefore, it's not a good testimony. And, and Sumchus disagrees. He feels it is a good edus. Now the Gemara says, "Wait a minute. Last two minutes. Wait, wait. You tell me the homachlekes is an edus that cannot turn into hazam as whether a good edus. I thought it's universally accepted. It's not a good edus. The answer is the answer is Sumchus agrees that there's two different types of the classic type is where you cannot disprove the Edus because they're not telling you when or where or they're not telling you when they're not telling you what time and what day that everyone agrees if an Edus comes forward and they say we saw him murder him what time? I don't remember what day? I don't remember everyone agrees that's not good why? because you don't tell me the time and the day I can't disprove it because I can't say you were with us Everyone agrees that's no good. Over here, you also can't disprove it, but it's the exact opposite. You can't disprove it because the thief himself pointed them out. So how are you going to disprove it? That, Sumchus feels, is a He said, Yusuf and Zvulun were there. So how are you going to, are you going to disprove Yusuf and Zvulun? The thief himself said they were there. That, Sumchus feels, is a good edus. Now, we'll end with this. Omer Mar, just to finish up this discussion, we said in the Braisa, Hein Meshal Metashlumi Kefil. Wait a minute. The case is, just one last point. Reuben and Shimon come forward and say to John, you stole. And John said, I did steal, but you guys are liars. So what's the halacha? They pay kefel and he pays the three. Why should they pay kefel? He should pay at least Karen, right? They were trying to get him to, they were, they were trying to incriminate him, but he said he stole. So he should at least get paid kefel. They should pay the second. They should pay the kefel part, but he should pay the Karen part. Why, why is he completely scot-free? That doesn't make any sense. The Gemara says, If he's moide, should at least pay Karen. You're right. It doesn't mean, they don't pay the two, they pay the second. He pays Karen, they pay the second amount. The kefel, not the, the double. The second aspect of the principle. I will stop here. Ooh.